0: Irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
2: Got a She's got a chat. The hideaway is open
3: tonight. I've licked
0: at it or whatever.
3: You know you've got quicksand is? That the equivalent is made out of dicks,
1: dicks. 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 It's phantom. What do you think about Brexit? What, what's Does that mean we won't?
0: Hello
2: and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara and I am Ari. Ah, it's the finale. I can't believe it,
3: Ari. (laughs) I just said this before you pressed record, but I've been dreading this. Nothing to do with you. I adore you. I love our podcast. I love Mm -hmm. the show, but I don't want to accept that we have to talk about what we have to talk about.
2: I mean, I'm really excited. I actually got more excited to talk about this after you sent me those articles that we'll discuss later, Mm -hmm. because I found those to be immensely fascinating. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you largely in that I cannot fucking believe what happened happened.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm less disappointed and more just resigned, jaded. that's,
2: That's a good word for
3: it. Yeah. So in the past week of my life because we watched the finale 6 days ago. So, right. We've had almost a week to digest it. In that time, I have watched 2 full seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Oh wow. I like fully had to dive into something good as a distraction. I've really taken myself out of the Love Island world due to this. I guess maybe it is. There is still disappointment because I was just going to say due to this disappointment. But yeah, so that's where I'm at, which is wow. beautiful in its own way. We have a special guest coming on to our episode in the a- well, later. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: You guys have to listen to the end. Like, you have to listen to the whole thing and then listen to it at the end because we've got Gabe coming in later and he's going to give us and you his takes on the finale and the rest of the season as well.
3: Right. I love that this is our finale episode and I'm, like, excited for Gabe to come on so he can tell you what he thinks about Vanderpump Rules. Like, you can tell how much I don't want to talk about Love Island.
2: <laughs> I am also excited to hear his takes on Vanderpump Rules. So... <laughs> This see feels like a really big win for me. Good. See, I'm just trying to like bring something
3: positive to the podcast today. Yeah. Exactly, and it's not exactly. gonna be
2: the show that we're here to discuss, so well, yeah. It'll be a little bit of both.
3: Well, I'm saying that's not gonna be the positive part. Oh,
2: yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Accurate. That is true, and that is true. Yeah.
3: How where are you? How yeah. has your last week been since watching the final episode?
2: It's been great. I'm coming at you guys live from Portland, Maine. Uh, I'm on a vacation with my husband and we went camping in Acadia and now we're in Portland hanging out, doing lots of stuff, eating lots of really good food. I have thankfully had this vacation as a distraction. Mm -hmm. So I haven't had to like really sit with the results.
3: Yeah. But I've felt like pretty sick this past week and so I've had to really sit with the results by which I mean binge watch Vanderpump Rules to distract myself from the reality of of this. I love that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I love uh, your life for you. Mara is – Thank you. One of those – School workers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) teachers, social workers, someone who is professionally employed at a place of
2: education who really takes advantage
3: of her summer breaks.
2: Yeah, because the school year is a fucking nightmare and it's the only way that I can maintain my mental health.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is probably a a dissimilarity in our astrology because for me, my mental health is – Obviously, it's good for me to get out of the house, but m- yeah. what what really protects my mental health ultimately is having days where I do nothing, and that feels very Kinsarian to me.
2: Mm, yeah. I feel like a lot of my evenings are spent doing nothing.
3: Yeah. No, I mean like a full day, a full day. morning to night.
2: Yeah. I don't – I haven't been able to do that in a long time. Well, I guess I say that, but I don't know. That's neither here nor there. That's anyway another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to keep us on track today because I obviously don't <laughs> want to discuss what we're, we're here to discuss. No, that's fine. Let's go ahead and read a five-star review. Okay, good. This one is from Marie. It says, I love this podcast. Highly recommend. She says, I don't have any friends who watch Love Island and listening to this podcast is like having two friends to talk to about the show. I love hearing their takes and their opinions of the Islanders, and I genuinely appreciate how they talk about possible racism and sexism on the show from Islanders or the producers. (laughs) Well, you're going to love this episode, queen. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm so scared for what I'm going to listen to in the offseason without them. P.S. I love hearing Gabe's takes. He reminds me of my boyfriend when he watches with me. Oh my gosh, love it. Well, I so, yeah, can't this wait to get some more episode. of those
3: game takes. Yeah, this will be a perfect yeah. episode for you based on what you like about our podcast.
2: <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Thank you, Marie. Yeah, and we will talk with you guys a little bit more about our off-season plans in our reunion episode. I don't want to take up too much time in this finale episode talking yeah, about that.
3: Which will be coming out next Monday, assuming that the mm-hmm. reunion has aired on Hulu by then, which I imagine it will have.
2: The reunion is about to air. It's 3.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The reunion will be airing at about 11 minutes in yeah. the UK.
3: Yeah. No, I've seen everyone posting, getting ready for yep. the reunion. This happened last season, too, that we recorded our finale episode during yeah. the reunion
2: recording. the reunion. Yeah. But yeah, so that sh- that episode should be out this upcoming Saturday, what, the 11th of August on Hulu, and then our episode about that will be on Monday. It'll be the 12th of – is the Saturday is the 12th. Oh, Saturday is the 12th? Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: And then Mm -hmm. Monday, the 14th, the 14th episode will be out. Perfect. Okay. So as always, please like, follow, share. All the things, rate, review, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are mm-hmm. at She's Got the Chat on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and TikTok. And we are posting a lot of memes mm-hmm. and content for the finale, so definitely follow us. We are millennials and therefore most active on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the three cities, as always, where we only got one download for our last episode, which, by the way, Mara, before I get into the single download cities, was listened to in 208 cities. Amazing. Amazing. However, Limerick, Limerick, only one person listened. (laughs) Farmsdale, New York, only one person listened. And Northampton, Northamptonshire.
2: <laughs> Only one person. Wow! Listen, these British cut towns are like—they sound made up. Yeah, they sound made up. They
3: also sound very like Winnie the Pooh. I was gonna say like Never Never Landy.
2: Oh yeah, that too, that too.
3: But regardless, fictional. Yeah, definitely fictional. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that is disappointing news, but, you know, we're excited to see. This is our finale episode. This can be shared wide and far, and there shall not be a single city with only one download next week.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
3: So we are not going to have an episode coming out this Thursday because today we'll be recapping the two episodes that are the end of the season.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. As we
3: said before, tune in next Monday, the 14th, for our reunion episode. Any other business or anything else that we need to get into, please? Nothing else we have to talk about?
2: Just the show? No. Let's fucking do it. Okay. (laughs) Without further ado, (laughs) let's
3: chat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Hulu episode 63. It's morning and we have the BCGC. The boys are joking about resigning from the game. Ella is telling the girls that she can tell Tyreek will be a good boyfriend. (laughs) Not so sure. (laughs) Molly is excited for the future, and the girls share how much they see Sammy and Jess having fun together. Ella B. and Mitch now chat. Ella feels like Whitney and Locken were an easy option, and she feels like they are are actually compatible, and they agree mm-hmm. that they made the wrong decision, and they should
2: have picked Zach and Molly. I know I was uh, <sighs> dumbfounded is probably the best word to use for that
3: because we had this conversation last week about why they chose Whitney right. and Locken, and like process mm-hmm. of elimination wise, it did seem like the only option.
2: I mean, I think I said that they could have picked Zach and Molly yeah. as like an easier option potentially.
3: Yeah, I just mean like with the whole speech that we'll see Mitch get into about Zach being his best friend, Mm -hmm. I don't think he could have done that. And with the speech that we see him give Jess, I mean, you were also the one that really brought up the strength of these friendships that Mitch has as a main factor in his voting decision, which I do think is the case. So maybe that's what's going on here. They're kind of just realizing like... That maybe wasn't actually what we were supposed to vote on, but it's like you did a do the smart thing for your yourselves in the villa.
2: Yourself and your friendships. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And outside of the villa. Yeah. Right.
3: Mitch says that he trusts Zach's feelings for Molly, but not Molly's feelings for Zach.
2: <laughs> of course. Of fucking course he doesn't trust Molly's feelings.
3: <laughs> He's like, listen, Ella, she has been known to say that she has strong feelings for somebody and then leave them. I mean, like with me, day three, we had this, such a strong relationship. <laughs>
2: exactly. I love it. <laughs>
3: Anyway, to wrap up this conversation, Ella says that she feels guilty and is regretting that they voted for Whitney and Locken. Mm -hmm. We now see Tyreek and Sammy chat, and Tyreek says that this is the first time he's ever told somebody that he loves them, and the first time that he has had a girlfriend, and he says that he
2: feels like he's found the one. He keeps hitting on this same point over and over and over again, and it's annoying.
3: Because it's his story.
2: I know. It's just like, I get it. I get it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Tyreek's plan, we can talk about this more at the end with Gabe maybe, but his plan for the season Mm -hmm. was to do, I mean, probably to place a little bit better, but to do what he did, come in as the one who was scared of commitment, meet somebody, fuck around a little bit on them, progress his relationship with them, and ultimately, like, these are lines that he's been planning on saying the whole time.
2: Yep. 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 I'm pretty sure you and I called this exactly during our cast breakdown. Ooh,
3: well. it's time to listen to our yeah. cast breakdown.
2: Yeah, we can do that during the reunion for sure episode. Yeah, maybe that we episode. can listen to it and reflect back on
3: some of our takes. I love that. Okay, love cool. That idea. Stay okay. tuned next week for that.
2: So Mitch and Jess then have a conversation and Mitch says that things are good with him and Ella and he's ready for the real world test and how it goes once they both have some responsibilities. And Mitch says that Ella B is a good vibe. And then in the kitchen – Jess asks Mitch if crisps are bad for you because she's eating some chips. He says, yeah, it's carbs. And then I got really upset because, no, Mitch, chips aren't bad for you because of carbs, because carbs are necessary for life. Chips are bad because they're highly processed fats and high in sodium. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you cleared that up. I know that this is, like, such a stupid little side comment, and I easily can take No, it's actually not. (laughs) (laughs) I just – I can't – like, the fact that we've, like, villainized carbs is such a big issue. (laughs) And, like, I had to bring it up.
3: Yeah, and I feel like it is very representative of Mitch in, like, a silly little way. Mm. Yeah. Of his superficial nature, but also – His inability to look past the easiest or most findable narrative. Like he's like, oh, I heard this one. So that's what it is. But he never questions it deeper. That's so true. Yeah. I think it's important.
2: I agree. (laughs) But Molly then gets a text. It's sports day. Why? I know. I just for fun, just to ramp up a little bit of last minute drama. I mean, I was like, it why starts- are we
3: having a fucking challenge right now this late? In this maybe season. they
2: not what I want to see. <laughs> maybe they wanted one of the islanders to bully another islander like they did last year <laughs> with Tom. Oh my god! Honestly, maybe, <laughs> that, maybe. Okay. Well, Molly is the captain of the blue team, and Tyreek is the captain of the red team. Molly picks Ella B. Then Tyreek picks Sammy. Molly then picks Locken. Tyreek picks Whitney. Molly picks Mitch. Tyreek picks Zach. Molly picks Jess. And then Tyreek picks Ella. I was a little surprised by Molly's first pick of Ella B. I But mean, she's so fucking athletic. Do you remember her throwing her legs? That's actually a good point. But I, I hate to be sexist about it. I would have picked a guy. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I would have picked Zach. He's a fucking basketball player. I know.
3: Why? Maybe they told her you can't pick Zach and told Tyreek you can't pick Ella because Mm. that made no fucking sense to me.
2: But Tyreek does pick Ella.
3: Well, because she's the last last. one.
2: I know. Yeah, that's true. I was a little surprised by the teams, but that's fine. Anyway, fuck this (laughs) stupid
3: challenge and the stupid show. There's an egg race. (laughs) (laughs) And the red team wins, which is Tyreek's team. Sack Race. Blue team wins. That's Molly's team. And then A Tug of War. The red team won. And I could not help but think about – and I think about this now every time I see A Tug of War. I think about Squid Games. (laughs) Oh.
2: I actually never watched it because it was too violent and I couldn't handle it.
3: Oh, my God, Mara. It was very violent, but it was really good. But anyway, there's basically – spoiler alert – you know the premise that, like, they have to do challenges and not die. I
2: watched, like, the first – 10 or 15 minutes of the show. Like when the guy gets the card to like go on the. Okay. So go on the first 10 to
3: 15 minutes was too violent. Uh, Yeah. Okay. That's really good that you stopped watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Because
2: it gets worse. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So there's this one
3: challenge where they're playing tug of war and the people are on like two separated, really high platforms. And basically, like, so when they get pulled. To the other side, they fall fall. off of the platform because they're like tied to the rope. They can't, they like have to die. (laughs)
2: Anyway, I think about that now every time I see Tug of War in another context. Jesus Christ. Well, thank God they didn't do this on this show.
3: (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you guys stop laughing. This is serious.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious.
3: Okay, there's then a three-legged race, and at the end, Tyreek and Sammy come barreling in and like trip Ella and she falls and hurts herself.
2: Yeah, it was rough.
3: (laughs) And the red team wins. But at what cost? At what cost? We're gonna have to take a few visits over the course of this episode to Conspiracy Island, and I just I will go there quickly right now. I don't want to fully get okay. into it, but I would like to just plant the seeds of my conspiracy this week, which is that the producers and maybe this Sports Day thing is a part of this bigger plan. Have been intentionally pitting Whitney and Locken against Ellen Tyrique to. Split the vote between them because people are choosing sides. They're not really necessarily rallying behind one person or one couple and to have Jess and Sammy win.
2: Wow. Wow. I love this conspiracy. (laughs) I do think that it's a little bit of a split vote issue. Mm Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. and a Whitney and Locken and Tyreek and Ella being in drama so late in the season issue because people who were fans of them jumped shit. Right. Which is not something that we often see. It's usually just much more solidified. And even last <sighs> week, we were talking about how we don't usually get this much drama at the end of seasons, and I feel like it very much impacted the outcome.
2: Yeah. This is so dramatic, but this feels like American politics. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> we'll get into it.
3: We'll get into it. <laughs> oh my god. So the team's now split off to chat and Molly is sharing with her team that she's proud of them. She's a good leader. Yeah, she is. Mitch says that he doesn't feel like the rules were fair. <laughs>
2: I I don't get it. <laughs>
3: Tyreek and Ella chat, and Ella is feeling irritated. They're arguing a little bit, but it's kind of unclear what they're even arguing about, just the fact that Ella is irritated. Right. Ella says that she feels like Tyreek shut her down a lot, and she says, I don't always want to share my feelings because it's not a big deal. And he's like, but I want you to talk to me. This is just like such a basic inability to communicate. Yeah. That they have not gotten over even in this very final moment of their time together on the show. Yeah. They go back and forth about this for a little while, and then Tyreek gets up and walks away. She's like, you're so childish. And he
2: says, shut up. (sighs) Tyreek. It baffles me.
3: It's becoming much harder week by week to remain in his
2: corner. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. I mean, I think that he was, like, well-intentioned initially in this moment. But he's so bad at communicating, and so is Ella. Mm -hmm. The way in which, like, they're both of their temperaments just clash so much. They're just that couple that's always fighting. Like, that's just who they are.
3: Right. Because this is literally the most basic situation that escalates between them to the point that they're saying, shut up and fuck you in a moment. (laughs) Right. And, right. It's like if you can't deal with, like, your girlfriend being in a slightly off mood after, by the way, you tripped her and she fell.
2: Fully, like, slipping on a banana cartoon-style trip. Yes. You know? It was bad. And now
3: she's in a little bit of a weird mood and you can't handle that and or give her the space to open up and tell you what's going on. Or you're not fucking intuitive enough to be like, hey, maybe I should go over and apologize if I hurt her. Those are the right. only appropriate responses. If instead you're going to be like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And then Ella, of course, escalates it by not just saying, I need a little bit of space, or I'm just a little bit like she, what she eventually says, I just don't need to talk to you every time I'm in a bad mood. I'm just having some off feelings. I got hurt. I just needed some space. If she had said that in the beginning, this also could have been avoided. They're just, it's just yep. like infuriating to that, watch because they I'm- cannot communicate on the most basic
2: level. I know. I know. It's rough. It's really rough.
3: Okay, we see Whitney and Ella chatting now. And Whitney says, oh, this feels right. I, I actually just teared up. But Whitney says, you guys need to learn to communicate. Yeah. Ella says, she's not in a bad mood. She just hurt herself and she's irritated. This is what you should have said to Tyreek, not to Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whitney says, he's coming from a good place and you can let him in. You love each other. Don't waste your time arguing. And Ella's like, well, he starts all the
2: arguments. (laughs) I know. It's is so childish. Literally. Well, Tyreek and Ella then go inside and we say them talking. Tyreek says he asked her a million times what was wrong and she wouldn't say what was wrong. Ella shoots back with, why are you being so rude? Tyreek says that he's tired of being made to be a bad guy. She says that she doesn't understand what Tyreek is upset about and then – She says that she's upset because she got hurt. And then she says that Tyreek makes things a bigger deal. And then he calls her selfish. She calls him selfish. They go back and forth again. They're talking over each other. They yell. And then they're like, well, fuck you. Fuck you, too. They walk off. Then later (laughs) we see them talking And they Ella says that she doesn't want to argue, and Tariq says he just wants to know how she feels. And they just kind of leave it where it's at, and they hug.
3: This was one of the biggest errors that they have made all season, if not the biggest. Yes. What the fuck were they thinking?
2: Getting into a fight on the final fucking day. That's crazy. was
3: actually in shock. I was like, Tyreek is better than this. And also, if you have to ask somebody how they're feeling a hundred times and they don't answer you, maybe fucking stop asking them. But like both of them are wrong. And it's just... Yep. I mean, it's upsetting because obviously like I want for them to not be able to get into fights about such petty shit as humans in a relationship with each other. But also, I was like blown away because they have been very good players throughout the course of the season that this
2: is how they chose to end things.
3: Honestly... This entire two episodes was very disappointing.
2: <laughs> I know, especially with the Tyreek and Ella business. Definitely. They they well, really botched it, especially with the other business. But yeah, this too. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the other business. Okay. Well, it is now nighttime in the villa. Ella B makes the toast and they cheers to getting this far on their journey.
3: You know how you started to pay attention this year to who was making or this season to who is making the toasts? Yes. Can we discuss, or do you want to discuss later if you found any interesting themes, or do you feel like it was a worthwhile endeavor? I do think it was a
2: worthwhile endeavor. I do need to go back and look at the notes and sort of track. It's usually the nights where there's someone going home that it matters the most. Mm -hmm. Because eventually everybody makes a toast one night or the other. But on the nights, that someone makes a toast where someone also goes home. It's usually the person making the toast is going home. Hmm. So I need to – but I need to go back and gather the data.
0: Okay, cool. So I cool.
2: Can be 100% positive about it. I could have that ready right by next week for sure. But then we see a montage of love. You know what that means. Danger. So we see Zach <laughs> and Molly. Zach says he thinks that they make sense. Sammy and Jess – say that they've felt like a lot was thrown at them and they've had their tests and now they really know each other. Tyreek and Ella chat. Tyreek says he's in really deep. He's in love with her. Ella says that they're still learning, but they agree that they had a silly argument today. Ella B and Mitch say that they feel good and strong and Whitney and Locken chat. Whitney says that Locken is everything that she wants and she sees herself falling in love with him. Mm-mm. I know. So cute. (laughs) Maya Jamma
3: now enters. Mm -hmm. All the islanders gather around the fire pit, and Maya tells them that she is going to reveal who everyone voted for. We don't usually see this, usually, it just says Mm -hmm. like who got how many votes, and then they're kind of stuck to figure it out on their own. But I think the reason they did it this way is because it was like, okay, so one vote didn't go to Mitch and Ella B, so Mitch and Ella B voted for that couple everyone else voted it was just going to be obvious there would be no intrigue to leaving it up to them to figure out true so as always any couple who got at least one vote uh, is at risk of leaving the island and maya goes through the list of who everyone voted for down the line I think that the reason that I just gave for why Maya did that is also the same reason for them showing us on all the dates during the who is least compatible conversation. Do they always do that? Um, I remember last year I was trying to piece together and figure out who voted for who. But we were able to figure it out.
2: That's right. Yeah. I don't, I guess it it probably varies. They made it very clear this year, but I don't think it was as clear last year. Right. But that's what I'm saying is that they
3: ha- they were able to make it clear this year because there was going to be – it was so obvious. So obvious. Ella B. and Mitchell and Whitney and and stand up and Maya asks how they feel. Ella B. says that this was expected. They haven't had as much time as the other Islanders. And this is a game of time. Absolutely it is. <laughs> Locken and Whitney say that they aren't surprised and no bad blood or hard feelings. There was a really cute moment though when – the, when Maya was reading out who had voted for who, where Locken turned to Mitch when it was said that Mitch and Ella voted for him and Whitney and said, how could you?
2: I know. That was really cute.
3: I think that's when I actually fell in love with Locken. Because as you know, (laughs) I've been on a journey of like, do I love Locken or do I just love him because I love Whitney so much? But I, I feel like I've been actually seeing his personality more. And in that moment, I was like, he's so funny and perfect for her. Yes. Agreed. So again, Maya reiterates that the public have been voting to save one couple, and they have saved Whitney and Locken. Thank God, obviously. The Islanders mm-hmm. say goodbye to Mitch and Ella. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch sits all the boys down at the fire pit, and he stands in the front, and he gives them a speech addressing them each individually. He says, this has been the best eight weeks
2: of my life.
3: His final performance – Yeah,
2: his final performance. (laughs) Except for
3: the one that he's inevitably giving right now at the reunion. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He appreciated Lockins' cheese toasties and how down to earth he is. Tyreek is his boy and he's the last OG
2: standing. That's true. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. At least of the boys, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just of the boys. But I'm excited to go through the OG Islander bias stuff Mm -hmm. for this. It's actually very strong because almost all the girls, Whitney was the first female bombshell, and then all the other ones are OGs,
2: Zach, Sammy, very early season bombshells, lock in, Casa obviously. Day one. Day one yeah. bombs do great on this show. I, I know mm-hmm. that we talked a lot about that in that episode, but that remains to be true.
3: Mitch says that he loves Sammy, but he hated him at first. <laughs> And then he talks about how he came in and made a best friend in Zach, and his best friend stole his bird.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they all hug. <laughs> I loved yeah. this. I did too. This was a great play by Mitch. A great final play. It was just,
3: honestly, I feel like everyone needed that moment to bid him adieu. Not just the Islanders, I mean
2: us. <laughs> us, as the audience, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I needed it. Which that. speaks to <laughs> the space that he's taken up on the season. <laughs> I know. Mitch
3: also pulled Jess and he says that he wants her and Sammy to win. He's like, You're my <gasps> best friend.
2: <laughs> As this was happening, I was like, Fuck. I know. I was like, Did he just manifest this?
3: No, but they showed <sighs> it for a reason. I know. Mitch is saying that he loves her and Sammy so much. Jess cries. You wrote, I'm crying. Did this conversation make you cry, Mara?
2: It did. Like a
3: little bit. Like teared up slightly.
2: Wow. I think I have a hard time watching other people cry. Like I have a tendency to cry when other people cry. (laughs) Also, like, I guess clearly I was just like a little bit emo last week. Like I was emo during our podcast. I was emo watching these episodes. Just going through it. It was a full moon. <laughs> I always, I tell you this, I always get emotional the last week of this show. I know. It's a lot. It was really nice to see like Mitch and Jess, who were have, have become like powerhouses of this season, like have this moment together. Yeah. And like Mitch Mitch like take the time to appreciate her. Yeah. It was nice. I thought it was nice too, but I also had a
3: sinking feeling of dread. Yes. Jess shares with Mitch that she feels like she's made a best friend for life. In bed that night, all of the Islanders say congrats to the finalists. Cheers.
2: Then we move into episode 65. It is our finale. We see my Jamma enter the villa. There's lots of guests this year in the villa. Yes. We see the finalists walk into the villa and they're introduced to the crowd. And then we are given our morning final day montage. So we see the boys make the girls breakfast in bed. They have another cheers to the final. We have a quick BCGC where everyone says that they're really happy with their experience. They found best friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, etc.
3: Don't you think it's kind of strange that the Islanders sit there and watch basically the final episode of the show air when they haven't seen any of the footage except for during the grafties or movie night?
2: It's also weird to me when they show them the clips when they're uh, talking about each couple, because that's like the first time they've seen anything, too. And they're always like, what am I about to see? Yeah. Or what am I not about to see? Because it's fucked up. Right. Right. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) No, very true. So Tyreek then gets a text. The boys are leaving the villa to spruce up. So everyone is going to prep for the Love Island ball. The boys head out of the villa, and Tyreek and Locken head into the barbers first, while Zach and Sammy (laughs) sit outside. This was so weird. So weird. Yeah, it was interesting that they did this. It was like a tiny barbershop, and only two of them could go
3: in at a time. Yeah, it was bizarre. But also, whenever they send the girls out of the villa for this, which they do most of the time, right? they say you're going on a spa day and then they just have them basically do exactly what they did at the villa where they sit on chairs by the pool with masks on, sheet masks.
2: Right. And this was like a legit haircut that the boys got and I was a little bit like, what the fuck? I was kind of like, I guess they deserve it. I mean, they probably do look ratty, like rattier than the girls do. Why? Because they, they're not good at like cutting each other's hair and shit. And their hair grows so much faster because they keep it short. Ugh. And like their beards and stuff. I don't I know. I thought it was annoying.
3: I was like, do this. But next season, you better give the girls a legit day. I want to see massages.
2: Yeah, literally. I want to see haircuts for the girls. I want to see
3: manicures. I want to see spray right. tans. I want to see BBLs. Exactly. <laughs>
2: I do think a lot of that is happening, but we're yeah, we didn't get to see any of that.
3: I actually don't think a lot of it is happening. Leah put out a TikTok saying that they did most of their own beauty stuff, except for that maybe Jess got her hair done or got her nails done, I don't remember one
2: time. Right. No, but for the finale, Whitney had a totally different wig than she'd been wearing all season. So I wasn't sure if maybe they spruced him yeah. up as well.
3: Maybe. Yeah, I guess I don't know how she does her wigs, if she could change it herself or
2: not. She probably could. She owns anyway. a wig company. so Right, she's probably exactly. A pro.
3: I actually expected her to have more wigs throughout the course of the season.
2: Yeah, to like advertise that a little bit more. Yeah. She knew that she needed a look, like one specific kind of look. So true, and she gave it. She did. It's giving, Whitney. <laughs> it's giving. Yes. Okay, so Tyreek and Locken are in the barber's office, and Tyreek says that he has a lot to say, and he wants to say it in the right way. Zach and Sammy are having a chat, and Zach says he's going to be really soppy, and Sammy says that all of the boys are in the same boat.
3: Back at the villa, the girls get a package of pamper items from Boots, Sponsored. They discuss what they might say in their declarations, and then we see the boys writing their speeches, agreeing that they all need to speak from the heart. I'm pretty sure that's, like, the premise. Yeah. The girls sit down and write their speeches. Whitney says that she feels like she's getting married, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Molly says that she wants Zach to know how she feels And then in the evening, the boys arrive in their tuxedos. And as always, watch all the girls come in one by one. Molly Mm -hmm. is first. She's wearing a green dress. Whitney is next. She's wearing an ivory dress with like feathers. It's cute. Yes. Jess is next in and she's wearing a red dress. Ella comes in last wearing gray and they all do a cheers. Tyreek and Ella do their declaration of love first. Ella says that Tyreek has changed just for her. This is such a negative
2: message. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it really is. I felt the same way. Spoiler alert for Vanderpump Rules. Well, not really. It's like I'm still on season seven or something. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I feel the same way watching the Jackson and Brittany storyline play out. Mm, mm -hmm. where I'm like, this is a really, really, really bad standard to be setting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Jax and Brittany are like insanely toxic, but I guess it's working because they're still together.
3: I know. And they have a baby. Super wild. But anyway, girlies out there, don't expect a man to change for you. If he's not who you want him to be in the beginning, you should leave him and you're not his mommy. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> Ella says that Tyreek and her bounce off of each other and she loves that she can be herself around him. She feels blessed to have him as her best friend and her boyfriend. And then Tyreek goes, he says that he thought she was stunning, but the public put them together and he couldn't have been happier, which is kind of crazy that they were put together mm-hmm. on the first day by the public. Yeah. Yeah. He says that he was scared to fall in love, but Ella has shown him that it's cool to be vulnerable. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so bro nerd. <laughs> he says he can't wait to do life with her. He says he feels like he's flying with her and he's excited for the next chapter. I feel like in general, honestly, the boys really killed these speeches.
2: Yeah. Yes. Agreed. The boys really came to play. That's Mm -hmm. the part of the
3: conversation when they were in the barber that we didn't see where they were like, we're going to speak from the heart and this is our final opportunity to make a moment. Don't waste it. You're on screen in front of millions of people live. What are you going to say that's going to leave an impact and get you the best spawn con when you get out of the villa? Yep. That's a fact. Sammy and Jess are up now. I just like can't talk about them without like just – the malice feel yes malice like seeping out of my voice my vocal fry is infected with malice today (laughs) jess goes first and she says that their experience has not been a perfect story but it's been good (laughs) she knows that their connection is serious and genuine and she is excited and ready for their fairy tale Sammy says that he came into the villa with boyish ways and wandering eyes. It took time in the journey. But after seeing her come back from Casa alone, he knew he only wanted to be with her. Can we remind ourselves that after that happened, he refused to cut it off with Amber for multiple
2: days? Yep. Remember that, U.K.? Remember that. (laughs) Just a quick reminder, U.K.? I feel like we don't have a single Jess and Sammy stand listening to this podcast, so I think this is a safe space.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I low-key think that
2: some of the Scott stands might be pro-Jess and Sammy. Ah. That would not surprise me. But I don't think we have a ton of Scott stands listening to this podcast either, because I feel like a lot of people who have, like, communicated to us have been, like, very reasonable about it or in Yeah, agreement. that's true. That's true. <laughs>
3: we mainly That's i mean we, we weren't seeing a ton of that in our dms more so just online that we were asking about and we did get some responses from people but it was i think less about this is how i feel and more being like here's how the uk feels so you're probably exactly right.
2: yeah yeah exactly anyway great to have you guys all here
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is a, this is a safe space <laughs> this is a safe space but not for
3: justin sammy Right. For Jess. For Jess. Yes. Not for Sammy.
2: For Jess. Yes. No, we hate Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy
3: says that if something is meant to be, it will be. And he says, Jess, I love you. And Jess says Mm. it back.
2: Good play. Very good play. Molly and Zach then are next with doing their declarations. Molly goes first and she says, it's not easy to talk about her feelings, but Zach took her by surprise from day one. She feels like she got a glimpse into their future and she looks forward to the life they'll have outside of the villa together. And she says, I love you. Zach says that he's been changed in ways Molly doesn't even realize and And that kissing her during the Absolute Bankers challenge was the start. I loved Mm -hmm. that he referenced the challenge.
3: Me too. And it reminded me that we – hadn't we compared them to like the Austin and Claudia thing? I kind of forgot that their relationship started that way. I know. Me too.
2: I had totally forgotten about the Catherine of it all.
3: I was like, whoa,
2: hello, forgot about you guys. I know. Actually, I think
3: Gabe did too because he was like, oh, right, Zach came in and picked Molly. And I was like, no, Zach came in and picked Catherine.
2: Right. And everyone thought that Molly was closed off with Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Zach says that kissing her was the best investment ever and he wants to show her off, protect her, and love her. He says, I lost you once, I won't lose you twice. That was very cute. Mm-hmm. And then he asks Molly to be his girlfriend. And she's shocked, but she agrees. Another good play. Definitely. That was a great play. Last up is Whitney and Lockin. Whitney says that their journey has been the too-good-to-be-true kind of journey. And she says that Locken is safe. She says that they're different, but they understand that love shouldn't hurt. She says that he has been exactly what she's looking for. So fucking cute.
3: She says that he kisses her on the forehead when he thinks she's sleeping. So sweet. Ah. So sweet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. Lachen says that everything happens for a reason, and he knows that she's the reason his journey has been the best experience he's had. He says that Whitney has a big and kind heart, and he can't wait for the outside. The Islanders then dance together. We did not get the salsa lesson that we usually get and ian says something
3: about it he's like the instructors something happens to them i don't remember what he says so the Mm. islanders are on their own
2: yeah I, i remember that yeah i was fine with them doing away with the salsa instructor same but then the islanders as usual jump into the pool for the final baptism Mm-hmm. And then they all make out in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> the final baptism and the final orgy. <laughs> yes, exactly. We then cut to the live show, and Maya talks to all of the finalists. Zach says that asking Molly to be his girlfriend was a big step, but a necessary one to complete their journey. Incredible line. Mm-hmm. Molly says she wouldn't change anything that's happened. Whitney says that it was always easy to talk to Locken. Maya brings up marriage and Locken says he's also the kind of person to date to marry. Maya then turns to Sammy and Jess and says that Sammy dropped the L-bomb and Sammy says that it took him time to get there, but it's very clear now how he feels. And Jess says that she is sticking to her guns and says that it's their storyline is relatable unfortunately Mm. to a certain group of voters not relatable to me (laughs) it sure is yeah Maya then talks to Ella and Tyreek and they bring up how it's crazy that they met in a club and ended up in the final of Love Island and Tyreek says that he never thought he would fall in love
3: we now see a recap of the whole season And when we get back from that, Maya shares that the vote is closed, and she can now announce that the couple in fourth place is Molly and Zach. Oh,
2: my God.
3: So this happens, and I think to myself, great. This is going to go how I'm expecting it to.
2: Right. I go, okay, excellent. Everything is going as planned. (laughs)
3: Maya sits down with Molly and Zach and asks them about where Mitch and Molly went wrong. (laughs) And Molly's like, it was just a lot all at once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Zach says that his experience was good. And Molly says that she did not expect to be here. And then Maya brings up Katie coming in. Molly says that it happened for a reason. Zach says that he was shocked when Molly came back in during CASA and thought he was hallucinating. And that once he saw her, he knew that that was that he was closed off. He only wanted to be with her. Mm -hmm. Maya brings up Snog Mary Pie. And Zach says he knows that he fucked up. He says that him and Molly have a few dates planned on the outside, but they're just going to take it day by day. Molly shares that she really wanted to find love, but didn't think that she would. And then Maya
2: recaps their journey in the villa. This is the beginning of the awkward of everything
3: i actually even feel like before (laughs) this i felt like something was up with maya where like not with her i think it's the show's fault Mm -hmm. but it seemed like like the timing was off or like something like i could tell that she was a little bit uncomfortable and off of her game and maybe like not getting the correct cues or information that she needed
2: yes agreed yeah but
3: yeah so at this point Maya does then show a the package the of Molly non-touch. and Zach's time in the villa together. Right. Do you know, usually, how does this work? That when they sit down with Maya for the, these final interviews and they show the package and then talk? Yes, I think so.
2: I think that is what usually happens. Okay. Well, it's mm-hmm. about to get way more fucked up. <laughs> it's about to get, yeah, it's about to become a clusterfuck. Zach
3: and Molly, goodbye. And Maya can now reveal... That the couple in third place is
2: Ella and Tyreek. And at this point, I'm like, wait, what?
3: (laughs) (sighs) At this point, I was like, Lord, please.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Please. I was like, okay, Whitney and Locken are still in the running for first. There is still hope here. But your voice, Ari, was in my head. And I was like, No. No, no. What she said is coming true. (laughs) I saw it. I saw it happen in real time. I know.
3: I know. Oh, my God. Anyway, usually (laughs) Islanders in this position who get fourth or third and are being interviewed after they find out that they are not second or first are very gracious Mm -hmm. (laughs) and are very happy to be there. I feel like I won because I'm walking away with... This person who I love (laughs) did not get that vibe here.
2: (laughs) No, Tyreek was so fucking mad. He was like, this is bullshit.
3: I saw this meme that was a picture of Tyreek. Did you see it? (laughs)
2: You sent it to me.
3: Oh, my God. I was dying. It's just a picture of Tyreek sitting there during his interview looking so, like, just things are sinking in. Caption is, Ty is deeping that he's actually in a committed relationship with No50K.
2: Yep. (laughs) Exactly. That was so funny.
3: Ella says that her and Tyreek are together and this is unreal. Maya is like Ella, you were always tunnel vision on Tyreek, and Ella says that they went through a lot, but it was worth it. Maya says that they might be the show's biggest example of growth this season. Tyreek says he's happy <laughs> through gritted teeth. I'm happy. I'm really <laughs> glad to be in third place, mother. This fucking. This was audience. totally
2: worth it. <laughs>
3: Maya brings up Casa, and Tyreek says that when he saw Ella come back with Uzi, he had never felt a pain like that. (laughs) Mm. But he knows that he didn't really tell her how he felt before she left for Casa, which I think is really important, and I'm glad Mm -hmm. he said that. Me too. Maya asks them what is next, and Tyreek says that they want to move in with each other in London. Mm -hmm. Ella says that she loves London, and she's excited, and then we get the recap of their journey okay then this is where it really gets fucked up
2: yes so maya then recaps whitney and locken's time in the villa so obviously usually at this point we've got our final two and we know that we can't just go to second and then go to the first we have to see all the recaps and then we get our winner so my recaps whitney and locken's journey in the villa whitney and locken then sit down with maya and Whitney says that coming in for her was really hard, but really fun. And then Maya asks about how she feels about the Medi situation. Whitney just says that was a journey. <laughs> Locken then says that there was always an attraction initially with Whitney and they had a friendship foundation. Whitney says that emotions are hard for her and she was really hoping to find someone. They then talk about how they both live in London and Locken says that they will take it day by day, enjoy their time on the outside. Maya says that it seems like they really took it at the right pace. And then she brings up the couples challenge. Whitney says, I don't think that we're the most smug couple. It's not our fault that we got voted. Favorite couple by the public. True. And then Maya, like, fucks up the introduction for the Jess and Sammy journey. Clip. Well,
3: she says, and now let's see Whitney and Locken's time in the villa. Because what they right. have been doing for the first two is showing it afterwards. But they already showed the Whitney and Locken one. So then they roll it, but it's the Jess and Sammy one. It was so bizarre. And then when it's over, it just cuts to now Jess and Sammy are sitting there with him. And I wanted so badly to see, like, the -the behind-the-scenes footage of the producers, like, rushing Whitney and locking
2: off and being like, Sammy, Jess, get there. It's, like, your turn now. (laughs) Exactly. So then Maya sits down with Jess and Sammy. Sammy says that he's surprised and overwhelmed. And that's exactly how I felt too. (laughs) (laughs) They did not expect this. Same. Sammy says that feelings are. (laughs) (laughs) The first time Sammy has been relatable. (laughs) His shock at winning the show. (laughs) Sammy says that feelings are a big thing and he's not great at it. But when you have a connection, you stay on track. Then Maya asks about if Jess ever thought about letting go of Sammy. And then Jess brings up being voted least compatible. She says that felt like a kick in the teeth, but she stuck it out with Sammy. Maya then brings up Casa Moore and Sammy says he realized quickly that he had done the wrong thing. And Maya asks Jess about how her friends feel about not really liking Sammy that much. Jess says it's a show, so they might not have really seen our whole journey. Kind of bringing up the edit of it all.
3: And once again, I'm just here to point out Sammy saying something about – someone saying something about Sammy coupling up with Amber after Casa as if Mm -hmm. it was a choice. Right. If this just (laughs) never gets discussed, I'm going to be so
2: pissed. You know what? I will keep my eye out for an AMA from Jess and Sammy. Yeah. And I'll be like, Sammy, did you have to pick Amber? Honestly,
3: I know I said this was not a safe place for Sammy, but if you want to come on for just a quick interview, Sammy.
2: (laughs) We have a lot of questions.
3: If the Love Island winner wants to come on our podcast, (laughs) podcast. I guess I'll ask him one question and it will be this. (laughs) And then he can go. Amazing. (laughs) So then the fucked upness culminates. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so awkward so awkward
3: Maya's like now let's take a look back on your journey I do have to say I think I mean obviously she was being cued wrong but right. I also think she should have realized that she didn't need to say this yeah she should have realized it yeah so then Justin and Sammy kind of like look up smiling and then nothing happens and then Maya's like but we already saw it and then Justin and Sammy like laugh and then we cut to a commercial break yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. S- so awkward. All right. And then Maya shows us the classic <sighs> messages from home. Jess and Sammy's families are so boring, so wonderbred. Mm-hmm. Whitney and Locken's family.
2: Whitney's aunt that we got a message from. I know. I was like, hi, queen. I know. I love her entire family. Locken's cutie family.
3: Like, they are just so right. much more interesting to me and
2: endearing yes agreed
3: anyway i'm gonna get through the rest of this quickly my announces the winner it's jess and sammy and that's the end of our season thank you so much everyone we'll be ending the podcast <laughs> it's been really really fun getting it's time to, know to you
2: pack all. it in <laughs> my initial thoughts were it's giving sheep uk Bye. Bye. <laughs> And I literally cannot believe you allowed Bad Hair Sammy to win this.
3: Remember when that was your most shocking moment?
2: It sure fucking was. His hair was my most shocking (sighs) moment. Yeah. Like episode one or two that we did for this season. Yeah.
3: I wonder if that will be your most shocking moment of the season. We'll all have to tune in to the end of the episode to find out. Okay, so Gabe is here.
1: Welcome, Hello. Hi, Gabe. Hey. Long <laughs> time no chat.
3: I know, right? <laughs> First question, how do you feel about being a star?
1: You know, I think that I always expected it. You know, it's not <laughs> anything that's necessarily surprising. Um,
2: so you
3: helpful.
1: Know, yeah, reality TV isn't my wheelhouse, but... You know, if if you put your thought and effort into anything, I think this just goes to show you can accomplish at the highest of heights.
3: So true.
2: <laughs> so true.
3: Okay. Well, we're thrilled that you're here to discuss with us. I know that all of our listeners are super excited to hear all of your thoughts on the season. But mm-hmm. the first thing that I'd like to do, we just announced that Jess and Sammy were the winners of this season. And I would like to talk about this theme that we've seen on this show, and what it is called in the UK is Fiat 500. I'll now explain this to you.
1: That's a car, by the way, if you guys are aware.
3: It's a car, yes. Not only is it a car, but it's a car with a very specific reputation in the UK, or rather a driver of a Fiat 500 has a very specific reputation. Mm-hmm And so that is kind of what this viewer demographic is referred to online. Fiat 500 Twitter. This is an article that actually – This is a Slate article that came out in August of 2021, which was right after Millie and Liam won. And I know you don't know who they are, but just look and you'll understand. They are Jess and Sammy. They are a Wonder Bread white couple.
1: Yeah. Right? For sure. I mean, they – Look different, but yeah, they're just white, right? But there was a very,
3: very similar storyline, even that they had of yes, like Liam fucking over Molly, or (laughs) was that her name, Millie? Millie,
1: Millie.
3: Liam, and it was so confusing. Liam fucked around in casa on Millie with a girl named Lily.
0: (laughs) It was the most confusing
3: season. Anyway, so they talk about this group. And its defining characteristics being very distinctly British, the name of this community itself comes from the name of that car model, a Fiat 500, that an archetypal member would drive. Bonus points if it was bought for her, and yes, the demographic is decidedly female, by her father. Fiat 500s are small, cute, and compact.
2: Think of an updated European twist on
3: a VW Bug.
2: Yeah, Ari, what do you think the American equivalent of this is? You think it's like a BMW? Like a Mini Cooper?
1: No, Mini Cooper I think is too nice. The thing about Fiat is it's it's I feel like a reasonably priced brand.
2: Ah. So
1: I I don't really know if there's an equivalent cuz we like our cars bigger, you know.
2: Maybe like a Subaru. Maybe a Shut Subaru. Shut the fuck up.
1: Maybe
3: <laughs> I love Subaru, don't get me wrong. No, I actually don't think so. I don't I think that the American equivalent is not a car equivalent. It's just a basic bitch.
1: Mm. Ah. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be actually an equivalent. It's like the live, laugh,
2: love mom. I feel like it's the girls who used to drive like a Hummer. I Googled the most popular car driven by women in America. And it is a Honda Accord or a Honda Civic.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's almost too practical. For no, this—it's con- I mean, very know, practical. Like the yeah. the Fiat yeah. is—I feel like it is more of a statement, and you can't yeah. really use it outside of just transporting your body and like a few things.
3: Okay, but the thing is, this is not about the car, except yeah, for well,
1: I'm I'm I'm, I'm sidetracking. Sorry, this I'm get- totally.
3: I'm also getting hung yeah. up on the car. No, it's yeah. not. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the U.S. equivalent is not a car. The U.S. equivalent is like a live, laugh, love pumpkin sure. spice latte. Mm-hmm. Like, hate like to say this to girl. us, Mar- Mara, but like, bachelor watching white middle class woman in the South. Like, that is yep. what this is in the U.K. However, I do want to point out that this article did say that Millie drove a Fiat 500. Oh. Which I think is pretty amazing. Wow. Okay.
1: You know, it's unrelated, probably, maybe, but I feel like Fiat Five Hundred, like this category of person, is tangential or similar to Tomato Girl Summer. No, just Italian stuff. <laughs> like I f- Fiat's an Italian car brand. It's, it's not about the fucking car. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's cutesy. Like it's okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh my god. Wait, I I feel like I am like a tomato girl, summer girl.
1: You may be a Fiat five hundred girl, I'm I, sorry I don't to know say. Anything
2: about that. <laughs> I, I I can't stand how small that car mm-hmm. is, so I would never drive a Fiat 500, <laughs> to be clear. I'm a Nissan century girl.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that a s- oh small my god. SUV? <laughs> it's,
2: no, it's not. It's like a oh, cool. sedan. I'm having regrets about bringing Gabe on the pod. Let's talk cars. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about cars. (laughs) Okay, so
3: this article now gets into from talking about generally this stereotype in the UK, talking about how it relates to Love Island. So they talk Mm -hmm. about how Millie and Liam went on this journey. Millie took Liam back. And they really appealed to Fiat 500 Twitter. And in explaining the demographic support for Milliam, one Reddit comment thread reads, tall, dark, and handsome meets blonde and blue-eyed woman. He cheats and she helps him grow.
1: Was that Sammy and Jess's case?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
3: Okay. Well, but here is what I will tell you. Maybe two weeks ago, I said something to Mara in the end of our podcast when we do our finalist predictions where I was like, I actually think Sammy and Jess might place higher than we think they're going to because I've seen a lot of growing support for them online. It was like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden every single comment was like, Sammy and Jess, like we love Sammy and Jess. And it was very much coming from this part of Twitter. They, I think, really intentionally put a target on Whitney and Lockin's back when they were voted as the Public favorite, which is not something that we usually see. And also, really did a lot to increase the drama between Ella and Tyreek and Whitney and Lockin. And it's interesting because yeah. generally, Fiat 500 Twitter is very behind these white contestants. But I found Reddit articles throughout the past month talking about Fiat 500's reaction to Whitney and how, like, in the beginning, everyone was like, this is so crazy. Like, Fiat 500 loves Whitney, they don't usually love Black women. And then over the past, like, two weeks, how downhill they went
2: on her. Mm. Yeah, and that was what I was sensing. And I know I brought this up on the podcast, too. Yes, you did. I'm seeing a lot of people turning. You said
3: at one point, I think that this might have been the final nail in the coffin for Whitney and
2: Locke, and it was like the drama maybe between Whitney and (sighs) Tyreek. No, I said the final coffin was for Tyreek and Ella when Tyreek came at Whitney. I said they weren't going to win because of him coming Oh, out right. You did say that, yeah. I
1: do have a question about this, yeah. though. Like, are we sure that you're seeing people turn or that the season is coming to an end? So, therefore, you're starting to garner viewers that haven't been watching the show, engaging with the show throughout the entire eight weeks, one year, wh- however long the show goes for. You know, I feel like – year <laughs> it goes on forever it's never ending but like do you get what i'm saying like um
2: i i get what you're i saying. feel like yeah
1: it could be not totally out of the question that just like all these casual viewers that tune in for the last couple of episodes and maybe the producers are you know causing drama between ty and ella and whitney and locken and so these viewers come in they just see Sammy and Jess being like this boring, fine couple and they're slightly racist just because of society and that's how it goes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, are we sure it's this same group and people that were supporting Tyanella in the beginning and Whitney and Locken and then switched? Or is it like new people coming in to the conversation at the very end for the finale? Well,
3: I'm saying that at least a part of it is that some of them switched from... Whitney fans to Jess and Sammy fans,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
3: Of people talking about this specific community, which, by the way, it does say on here, it compares it to a an American pumpkin spice loving crew. Good job, Ari. There you go. But the same elements define them. Disdain for women liking what they like simply because a lot of them seem to like it. But, yeah, this demographic, just to be really clear, is white and privileged.
2: Yeah. When you sent me that article, it was, like, very fascinating because I did not know that this, like, subculture, I guess maybe the definition of this subculture existed. And I didn't realize how much, like, power and momentum they had online. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes a lot of sense because, like, obviously we do have that same kind of group of people here in the United States. And, like, my God, I've heard them talk endlessly about the bachelor yeah so it's no shock to me that the same kind of group has these feelings and this power behind them for love island
3: i agree also this is a big community on facebook it is like also facebook right. moms i'm looking right. at a post on the love island subreddit from 37 days ago has fiat turned on whitney yet Mm. That was the beginning of Fiat Twitter turning on Whitney. That was pre-Casa when she was had a very short thing with Zach. Think about all of the drama that they have forced her into since then and how much more that demographic probably turned against her. And as you're saying, more people become engaged in the season. They come in maybe after Sammy has done some of the bullshit that he pulled in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And – see them being a relatively strong couple and Tyreek and Ellen uh, Whitney and Locken and in a lot of the drama.
1: I, but like you're saying bullshit Sammy pulled in the beginning. I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but I just don't feel, I I just remember all of their conflicts being incredibly overblown. And there were even instances where it was like, Jess, when they would have an argument, would just keep saying the same thing over and over again. Sammy would like try to respond, say anything, and she wouldn't literally listen to anything he was saying and just kept saying the same thing. I can't remember what the fight was about, but it was like insane at a certain point where it's like, Jess, you have said that exact sentence like 25 times to expect. Something different is the definition of insanity at that point. But
3: we're not even talking about and he was, like, heights. listening to We're her. just talking know, about, just, like, the I, way he talked about not being attracted to her. Did the he ima- talk about that? Yes.
1: I don't remember that. Yeah. Do you remember, remember when that? he
3: said, this is a clip that has been going wild since the finale aired? That
1: was Jess's type. She was I'm the one that sort of worked to try something new and explore Jess. And now she's trying to play games. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly.
3: Okay, good. Well, you sounded like a real Sammy apologist there for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it was but, pretty upsetting to me. I'm mean, going to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was shitty, but also, like, it, it was just so evident the whole time where I was like, this isn't a good couple. Like, they don't yeah. even like each other that much. They're forcing it so much. And I, I guess that's where I'm, I'm coming at more of it. I didn't feel like one person was more to blame, but it, it was just, they didn't like each other that much. Neither of them.
2: Yeah. I hate that take. I don't know. I Sorry. don't, like, I don't inherently disagree that they're, like, probably not a great match. Like, they don't have good communication skills at all. I, I think the main issue, though, that, like, Ari and I, I think, are probably trying to communicate is that, like, this group of women is so fucking forgiving <laughs> to some people and so villainizing toward others. Do you know what I mean?
1: And Yeah, and so sympathetic towards specific people yeah right, definitely definitely. including both sammy and jess because like towards the end jess was like fucking around with other dudes and like not even really actually being nice to sammy about it Mm -hmm. in any way like after casa and i thought that was kind of kind of whack the way she went about that and yeah, it just left more of a bad taste in my mouth for their relationship throughout the whole time, especially coming towards the end. I was like, there's no way like this relationship was rocky until like four days before the frickin final right. thing. Yeah. Right. Also, Catherine and Ellen, what that what the hell was that? What? Them just being dumb. Yeah, them just being dumb. <laughs> they were doing so well. Yeah, and then, and then that's when I really don't fucking understand the show because it's like their are vote when, when people are voting for other couples, either the couples are voting against themselves or it's like the public, they use two opposing rationales yeah. to vote. One being like, okay, this couple does work. They should stay here. They're clearly a good couple. And then they also use the same rationale of, oh, this couple doesn't work, but they need more time.
3: Yep. Or on the other hand, like when Whitney and Locken sent Katie and Uzi home, they were like, we know that you guys will work Work on the outside to go do it on the outside. no
1: fucking sense. I'm sorry. It's It's not.
2: It's logic used. Wait, are it-
1: hindsight? It's like hindsight logic, right? <laughs> is it a straw um,
2: man argument? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, it's like logic used don't to fit so. whatever narrative you exactly. want it to fit. Mara and I exactly. have been on a
3: journey for a long time of really trying to figure out what that means. Okay. I just want to slightly keep this organized and just ask you, because we do want to get into your thoughts about the season overall. Yeah. I appreciate the thought about Catherine and Elam. Sorry, I just said it.
1: Yeah.
3: But I want to know. So, based on all your thoughts about how the voting doesn't make sense and blah 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 blah, why do you think Sammy and Jess won?
1: Because the world's a dark place. <laughs> In short, yeah, like I, I, I think it's has to be because of each of them as individuals, and not because of their relationship. At the end of the day, you. right? <laughs> Speaking of, at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, I was really unhappy with it. Okay, Um, can I
3: just say, I'm going to call you out real quick. When we were watching the finale, I was like, Gabe, who do you want to win? Because I just kind of assumed, like, we all want Whitney to win. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And do you know what you said to me, Gabe?
1: Yeah, I remember I said, Sammy and Jess, because it's fucking funny.
3: Oh my like,
1: god. I, and I, then it I was said sarcasm I sarcasm pick. But
3: then I said I really hate the racial implications of that and you said, "Yeah, you're right, that'd be really bad."
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I was like, I want to see them win because it's such a fucking train wreck. And like you wanted I wanted to, to see, see like, Jess have to give react. a speech yeah. about how amazing sammy was because that's like well he said that and then i was like
3: regardless of if they win or not you're getting that i think that we were talking about this like at at the spa when they were writing their declarations of love and i was like regardless of if jess and sammy win you will be seeing jess give a speech to sammy
1: yeah but i just wanted to see more and have to talk about you know on whatever like i was just i just thought it was a funny idea to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have their relationship, like, enshrined as something special by winning this show. Well. And then having to see them go around and, like, peddle that falsity.
2: That's so true. On whatever
1: platform they go on post this show. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, their relationship was such a joke. I give it like two months. Wait, until we're gonna. The we media have, attention dies off. We have the whole yeah, we'll get part. There. We'll. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mara. Do you want to talk any more about Justin and winning, or do you want to just ask Gabe about his final thoughts about watching a season of Love Island?
2: Yeah. Any final thoughts, Gabe? I'd love
3: to hear your thoughts on the other couples and also just generally how it was for you. I know that you started to over the past week, really, or the past week of episodes feel like this been yeah, going on for a long time. But what was this journey like for you? Has it brought us closer? And do you have any pressing thoughts about the other couples that you would like to share?
1: I think it's definitely brought us closer. Uh, I would say it is a bell curve of a show. You know, it starts off slower and then in the middle is kind of actually where most of the fun stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Casa is where like really that's, that's kind of the peak in my brain.
3: Definitely. It's and also then, pretty much halfway through.
1: Right. Exactly. And then following that, it's like I just felt let down. Like it got so slow. Like yeah. it felt, just felt like they're really trying to insert conflict where there is absolutely none. And it all, it all felt like it was so. Easy to identify, you know, yeah. like the Jess thing when they brought in that bombshell and paired him with Jess. Like, I could have told you that guy was like that wasn't going to work a yeah. billion times over, and yeah. I was I don't thinking know. about
3: it, and I do think that he was the least important Islander of
2: the season. I agree, Josh. Josh.
1: Yeah, and they literally just brought him in to upset Sammy.
2: Well, they.
1: Well, they brought him in and mix it up. Brought him in because
3: he's a bombshell. Yeah. And they always bring in like one or two more sets of bombshells after Casa.
1: Yeah. But it's just hard for me to imagine that that guy wasn't influenced by some producer and like, you need to take Jess on a date. Yeah.
3: Sure. 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 Or something like
1: that. Yeah. So I, I was kind of pretty let down overall in just the kind of final two weeks, week and a half of the competition. Mm -hmm. But overall, you know, I I have an appreciation for what you guys go through, (laughs) what you endure, um, the amount of empty conversations that you have to like decipher – yeah. What the the intention was behind the empty conversation is, is a difficult task.
3: Imagine Mario taking really notes hard. about every conversation Yeah, it's happened.
1: like, it's really hard to figure out how these people are feeling. Like, I remember I was down on Tyreek, I feel like, in the episodes that I co-hosted. And then, like, two weeks later, I was like, Tyreek is a fucking genius. <laughs> like, he is crushing it. I was so yeah. impressed by Tyreek, even though I'd still... You expect someone to be themselves, right? Or, or you should, you should, what is it? You should trust someone to be themselves.
3: You can trust people to be who they are.
1: Yes. That's mm-hmm. the saying.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a saying. That's just like something my dad says.
1: I like it. <laughs> throwing it out there. How do you and feel I, about
3: Tyreek now?
1: Well, the, I still like him. And I think he was a good player. I mean, I don't, I don't like, like him. But I gained an appreciation for the way he moved through the villa Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. time went on Mm -hmm. um i still think he's probably a dick like all of these people i feel like are probably not fun to be with like Mm one-on-one
3: like as even whitney
1: yeah yeah i think all of them pretty much would be (laughs) boring to be with one... Like, I feel like they'd probably just be on their phone and, like, wouldn't really want to talk to you. Oh, definitely. Um, okay, well, if you yeah. were just,
3: like, thrown into a room with them. Yeah,
1: no, exactly, but that's how you, like, judge people, right? I don't know, like... Is to be real... thrown
3: into a room one-on-one with nothing but your phones and say, do you talk to me or do you just go on your Or,
1: like, have a meal with them, right? Sure. If you just had a meal with them. I
3: think Whitney would be a fucking
2: blast to have dinner with. Yeah. Jess might also, actually.
1: I actually also really like Jess. Yeah. I thought she was hilarious. I did not like the way she went about conflict with Sammy and just conflict in general, like uh, upset me, Mm -hmm. Um, but she was fucking hilarious. And I was so impressed every time she'd win a competition, like killing the kissing competition when like, it was clear that none of the guys were really that into her from like a physical level, but she still was like crushing all the stuff. And I loved
2: that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um,
3: Remember when she, like, did that crazy trick during the soccer challenge and yeah, then fell like, yeah. and then that convinced Mitch, Mitch that he had feelings for oh her? God,
1: and Mitch. Yeah. Uh, what
3: are your thoughts about Mitch?
1: What are my thoughts about Mitch? He's another person you can trust to be himself. Don't ever give Mitch any real responsibility or power in the world. You mm-hmm. know, you can have him around for fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's like it. Like I maybe he's a good gas engineer. I don't know. <laughs> was just like, he was fucking ridiculous. It was it was fun to see him constantly fuck himself over.
2: Yeah, I'm am so
1: amazed that he made it to the end.
2: I know. And his
1: and Ella beat or bombshella. Their relationship was just also like such a joke to me. Yeah, um, they
3: are still together. Cool. I mean, it's been one week. It's been a week
1: week going strong, but that felt ridiculous because it was just clear that Bombshell wanted Tyreek, couldn't get Tyreek, and then it's like, okay, Mitch is open.
2: Yeah.
1: Messy Mitch. Nice. Cool. He
2: changed Um, it to Messy Mitch. Of course he fucking did.
1: Yeah. But, (sighs) I mean, way to to make it to the end, Mitch. What Did did he get fourth?
2: No. Oh, he was voted
1: off second before the, yeah.
2: Who did you enjoy watching the most? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Probably be Jess. I also really liked it, it, Jess and Zach for very different reasons. Jess was just hilarious. Like I've already said, saying crazy things, Mitch too. But I like Zach cause he was the opposite. He was like, there's nothing ever crazy about Zach. And I was never stressed watching him talk or move about in the villa Mm -hmm. whereas with the other islanders it'd be like like you know kind of like nails on a chalkboard like oh god why are you saying that why are you doing that stop Mm
3: -hmm. and with zach
1: it was like i didn't have to worry
3: so what you're saying is you didn't necessarily enjoy watching zach but you didn't actively disenjoy
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was a respite from all the other stuff ty was also super great yeah. But you'd, loved, always, you'd
3: always be like, there's Tyreek again, I, stirring the pot. Yeah,
1: and that, which was fun, you know. It's ridiculous, but it was good television to see right. Tyreek do that stuff. Right. Yeah, he, interestingly, like, I just felt like he really handled criticism super poorly throughout his time in the villa, and that honestly may have contributed a lot to his his result, maybe. Tyreek? Yeah. Just he had, like, a few blow-ups that were really weird.
3: Right. Even the one that we just talked about in this episode, where him and Ella started fighting about nothing, and then she's like, I'm just upset because I got hurt. And then they were like, Fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, and he's
1: like treating her like shit because she's like, just like a little grumpy after a competition.
3: Right. Okay, you so know? this is, I. you are a man that has lived with and been in a relationship with me for six years. I was saying there's a point during this fight where Tyreek is like, I asked her a hundred times how she was feeling and she wouldn't respond or what was wrong and she wouldn't respond. If you asked me what was wrong and I wasn't responding, would you proceed to ask me 99 more
2: times or what would the move be?
1: Give you space. Yes. That's the obvious answer. Yeah. Yeah, and Jess and Ty have that kind of in common where I was saying like Jess went about conflict by just saying the same thing over and over again. It's like, that's not what you do when you're actually looking to get something or like resolve something or do something like, yeah. Yeah. Just crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, I did feel like that Tyreek and Ella thing at the end too, that was just also to generate a little noise around their relationship at a time where things were slowing down in the show. Like, I don't know. It's hard for me to say.
3: Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it was a good call.
1: No, I don't. It just made him look bad. I'm like a jerk. Yeah. But overall, I go, I'll give one favorite Islander. I'll I'll go with Mitch. You know, <laughs>
2: wow,
1: Quail Egg Mitch.
2: <laughs> <gasps> Amazing. Oh
3: my gosh! Okay, so I want to quickly go over some Instagram comments that right after the finale aired were on Sammy's latest, uh, not latest at this point, but latest as of when he was in the villa Instagram post. Uh-huh. FYI, no one wanted you to win. (laughs) Also, just I'm reading these doesn't mean we endorse or agree. Uh, Yeah. They don't like black people. That's why you won. Nah, how the fuck have you all let the guy that said he doesn't find us attractive win the bloody show for fuck's sake? Who voted you, please, after you've been in the bottom almost every time? You did not deserve to win. Please know that you are deeply disliked by the masses and not appreciated as a person or as a contestant. (laughs) Did not deserve it. To be clear, I was not skipping over positive comments. I have two screenshots with three comments each. Those are the top comments on his latest post at that time. We also have seen some dubious reporting that we don't know if it's true or not, that there have been a lot of Ofcom complaints regarding Justin Sammy winning. Mm -hmm. Ofcom is like, um, what's the American equivalent of that? The FCC. Or like a Honda Accord.
1: (laughs) Or like a Honda Accord. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Like, just expressing that the show- They
3: feel like it's racist. Could
1: be- Problematic to a degree that there could be some sort of like repercussion legally.
3: Well, the thing is, it actually is a better entity, I would say, than the FCC. Like, it, it right. more actually happens. Like, there were a lot of, well, this is fucked up, but after multiple people on the show, including the first and longest host died by suicide and two contestants, they put in a lot of new procedures and resources for the Islanders. And that was all kind of under what they called the duty of care. Mm. And,. Things actually, I think, are taken a little bit more seriously from what I have seen. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I feel like I never hear about that with the FTC. The only... Or FCC? FCC? FTC, yeah. FCC. FCC.
3: Anyway, so that sucks. I wish that the season that you watched with me had had a different outcome.
1: You know, I, I, I do feel like again arbitrary island like we said a bunch of times the winner for me it's not a, it's not about the destination it's about the journey mm, right beautiful. In, in, true. in the world of arbitrary island who wins of course is arbitrary who goes home right. is arbitrary but the thing you need to do is just figure out how you can enjoy the ride and i tried to do that and i did most of it
2: do you think you'll watch again next season
1: no, only U.S. I'm switching to Love Island U.S. and Australia. I'm gonna do both. All right, both baby. Those. Well, there's
2: about three um, weeks of Love Island
3: U.S. for you to go start catching up. No, on. I'm
1: joking. Yeah. <laughs> I might. I mean, I'll be I'll be in the home when it's being watched as as per usual. I'll right. peripherally catch some things, but I don't know if I will do the whole eight weeks. I would like to. Probably watch a few of the episodes specifically of future seasons. Like I would jump in for Casa, maybe pre, post, yeah, pre Casa, during Casa, and post Casa, because that's really where
3: you want to just things are fun. I want to hit the top.
1: I want to hit the dance challenge, the kissing challenge, like most of the big challenges. Movie night, yeah, I could, I could do movie night.
3: Movie night is basically a part of post Casa
2: fallout, right?
1: true true yeah so if if i had enough context to understand movie night then i would do it right Um, yeah love it that's
2: probably it shall we move into our awards i do think we should move into our season-long awards let's do it ari who was your mvp of this season mitch Okay, tell me. So okay. I was like, oh my God. Okay, explain.
3: <laughs> no, this will come as a shock to no one, that my MVP of the season was Whitney.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Gabe, do you know that Whitney's last name is Autobio?
1: Whoa.
3: Is she related to Bam?
1: I don't know. It's a great question.
3: Bam Autobio is a. Player on the Miami Heat, who oh. we played in the NBA Finals. So,
2: anyway, I was literally about to be like, Is that your friend? <laughs> no. No. I wish. I wish. Yeah. Mara,
3: yeah. who was your MVP of the season?
2: It's got to be Whitney. Obviously. It's gotta be Whitney. She, she, I think that she played incredibly. I think that she did the hard job of winning over the Fiat 500 Girlies, at least for the, a large portion of the season. Yeah,
3: and the things that lost them as her audience really were out of her control, like things that yes. the show did to her.
2: Yeah, the show totally set her up for failure. It was not her own doing that did it. No. She played the game excellently, and perfect. dark-skinned black girl, I think that was a hard task to accomplish, and yes. she did it, so.
3: Yeah, and we have never had a dark skinned black woman
2: right win the show win the show wow. exactly yeah and people say we're
0: too woke Just <laughs> <laughs>
2: give us those three star reviews baby could be better no, please don't us. please give us five
3: <laughs> yeah who was your mvp of the season Gabe?
1: oh i mean without a doubt it was scott <laughs> Shut oh my fuck god! Up. He, you know, you guys hate on him so much, but he was so nice. I already
2: did to everybody.
1: Joke oh, you did? Someone
3: that you weren't listening to me. I said it was Mitch.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I was doing, doing the. Like I was doing now. the even worse one, which is Scott. <laughs> it is actually uh,
2: worse. I agree. <laughs> Oh, he was the worst.
1: Like I can't believe that people actually really liked him.
2: It's because he's, he's just pretty.
1: such a shithead.
2: He is a shithead.
1: Was it also partially because of the soccer? Like, I don't know anything about it football.
2: Have, maybe.
1: But if he's good or is on a popular team and is bad, I don't know what the deal is. Mm. But, like, I, yeah, he sucked. MVP. And this is, like, most valuable player, right? We're saying, yeah. like, this person Who brings the, the most. I'm going to go with m- brings the most value to the show. Okay. Yeah. And I would say this season, Tyreek. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: I think. That's he a was, good was he was mixing it up all the time. He was able to keep his and Ella's relationship interesting. You know, mm-hmm. that fell off a little bit towards the end, but he right. did a really good job of like kind of toying around and then being like, No, I'm ready to commit. Then he got fucked over at Casa, which was like amazing. Yeah. How how he played that off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Right, right after he committed, you know, so he just he set up the the story as like a total straight shot. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's my pick. I did love yep. Whitney. She you know, I said she wasn't a baddie in the episodes I co-hosted, but I do take that back. Um, I think she is.
3: You think she can be a baddie in a lady? Not that,
1: not that I'm an authority <laughs> that can say whether one is or not, but she's pretty badass. Yeah. Yes. What I
3: would
2: Agreed. Say.
3: Okay, love it. Mara, who was your most toxic islander
2: of the season? Got to give it to Messy Mitch. (laughs) He's got the name for a reason. No, I mean, I think he did – I shouldn't say this, but I don't know how else to say it. Good toxic? (laughs) Entertaining toxicity? (laughs)
1: it was a harmless toxicity almost
2: for the most part for the most part yeah. right i think i think in his edit yeah but i i've heard some things mm. that insinuate that he actually did some really fucked up shit that they did not show
1: would not be surprised honestly yeah, at all with the stuff he was doing it just it just seemed like it got to a point at the end of the season where all the islanders understood like you can't like, he's just Mitch. Like, whatever he says, it's like, okay, Mitch, Wait, sure. Wait,
3: we actually talked about this because as Mitch was giving his farewell speech to all the boys at the fire pit, Tyreek ITMs, I have a lot of time for Mitch. And Gabe and I were both struck by that because we were like, that's a really good way of putting it because it implies he needs <laughs> a lot he requires time. a lot of time yeah. yeah definitely but also being like i'm there for it and like ultimately i love him i thought it was really yeah. well put and yeah, i was like yeah. honestly i think that's how succinctly a lot of the islanders felt about mitch this season mm-hmm. yeah
2: agree ari who was your most toxic islander this season also mitch nice. without a doubt gabe for everything tyree <laughs> <laughs> oh he's your mvp and in in toxic
1: Yes, I mean they're both. They don't have to be mutually uh, exclusive. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Um, I think that Tyreek, the way he was always stirring the pot, I don't know. It just seemed like where Mitch was floundering with uh-huh. his toxicity, like there wasn't a direction to it. It just was like he's a mess, can't make up his mind.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think because of that, is just making mm-hmm. mistakes constantly. Tyreek was very precise and intentional intentional, right with the Mm. with the toxic plays he had and so i think for me that makes more of a villain a villain versus someone who is immature and Hmm. yeah just needs to grow up or like have some sort of experiences to
3: i think that the problem for that in in my mind is just and i agree i mean i i do think that tyreek could deserve this award But I think the problem with giving people a pass for innocence or not knowing better is that it doesn't diminish the harm. And so I think that that is actually kind of a harmful narrative of like, oh, he just didn't know better. He just needs to learn. Like he was the oldest.
1: Was he? Mitch?
3: I think so. Oh, yeah.
1: Tyreek was like 24. Mitch was like 26 or something like that.
3: 27 I think
1: yeah yeah And like, I mean that's I don't I don't mean to say that what Mitch did didn't matter and what he did wasn't harmful and he shouldn't have to be responsible for that you just don't I'm, feel like it
3: was as calculated yeah
1: just saying for the in, in in the point of the award like the way I one of the ways I think about like toxicity is like the intentionality mm. behind and the calculatedness behind what you're doing and the forethought And Mitch should absolutely have to apologize for any ways he's hurt people or, like, be responsible for that. But, yeah.
2: Okay. Ari, what was your most shocking moment of the season? My most shocking moment of the season was
3: Molly being dumped when Katie chose Mm. Zach. Ooh, that's a
2: good one. That was very shocking. It was the
3: one moment of the season
2: that I gasped. (sighs) That's a really good one. What about you? I said Jess and Sammy winning. Yeah. <laughs> I was. <sighs> I know that you had said it, but I was still like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I couldn't fucking believe it. I still, I still kind of can. I yeah. I still can't.
3: Even after two hours of talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe, what about you? What was
2: your most shocking moment?
1: Catherine and Ellen, just like,
2: yeah, that's producers a good being one. like, "Hey, ah. by the
1: way, Catherine and Ellen, uh, they got voted off yesterday, so you <laughs> won't be seeing them around anymore." Literally. Just wanted to give you a heads up. It's like so fucking weird. See,
3: that's I did wild not get to it. me that like even Gabe is as indoctrinated with the ceremony of the game as we are. Yeah, th- that felt so off to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just really weird. They were doing well. Scott was pouting, and it's like. <laughs> Scott just kept getting paired up with like girls that he didn't like, they didn't like him. Oh, Scott God. keeps surviving some fucking how. It was, yep. that was making me so mad. That whole yep. thing. There was that 19 <laughs> year old girl. Yes. And I feel like Scott maybe was attracted to her, but probably felt wrong. Like, yeah. I, 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 she just seems so young. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, it, just, it just made me so mad. That was most shocking. Mm
3: -hmm. I think that's a great
2: one. (laughs) It's a really good one. Okay, so we
3: are now all going to give predictions on how long each of the final couples will stay together, and I say we start at the bottom. So let's start with Zach and Molly. And I will preface this by saying that, for me, the strategy in these predictions is to say that they will all break up because likely they will. Yeah. If I... Become emotionally swayed to say something other than that. Just know that it's against my better judgment. Yep. I actually think, and I don't know if this is an uncommon opinion or not, that Zach and Molly has one of the best chances
2: of staying together out of the four couples. I agree with you. I, and a lot of other people do too, I think. I've heard that yeah. sentiment a lot.
1: I, I agree as well. How,
2: so long do you, how long do you give them? I'm going to give them a year. What about you? I also gave them a year. Yes. What about I love you, that. Gabe?
1: I'm going to give them 20 months.
2: Oh, that's so okay. 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 Well, a
1: year and a half. We'll just do it. No,
2: back.
3: I love 20. No, months. I like it. I like
2: it. 20 months.
3: Next is going to be Ella and Tyreek.
2: Mara, will you go first? <laughs> I'm going to give them nine months. Okay. What about what you, about- Gabe?
1: I was going to give them four months.
2: Ah. It's
3: so hard because a part of me wants to give them like two months Uh-huh. because I think that if they're going to break up quickly or like maybe within a year of leaving the villa Tyreek might want to capitalize on the highest volume of DMs which is happening now yeah but I also think that if they want to capitalize on writing out the show I'm gonna say with Tyreek taking both of those things into account wanting to make money but also wanting to be in those DMs, I'm going to give them
2: two months. Okay. I gave him them so much longer than that. I hope I don't regret that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Whitney okay. and Locken, Gabe, you go
1: first. Uh, I'm going to give them a year.
3: Oh. Okay.
1: A year and p- potential for longer, but and you, um,
3: We just discussed guess. this, but just so we're all on the same page. They are, I believe, the only couple that lives in the same city. They both live in London already.
1: London's a big city this is a very big what city I would say.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay against my better judgment i am going to give them a lifetime no <laughs> oh. no 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 no. i'm gonna give them two and a half years
2: two and a half years okay i gave them are you're gonna be shocked to hear this i gave them six months uh-huh and i'll tell you why Because I I was reading Astrology Island's compatibility for Whitney and Locken, and it is not good. Well, remember, she said that. She said the only thing that I know about... What is he, an Aries? Aries.
3: The only thing I know about Scorpio and Aries is that they are not compatible, but let's prove them wrong. Locken doesn't feel like an
1: Aries. I just got to say that. feels more like a Taurus to me. Oh,
2: maybe. 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 I mean, he seems... He's pretty lively. I don't know. I just, I want that. I want them to get married and have babies. That's my desire. But if I'm being realistic, I see whatever is going on burning bright and then fizzling out quickly. Mm. That's why I give them six months.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, she does rank them as second behind uh, Molly and Zach in the top seven couples. Wait. Right. Yeah. Molly and Zach are most compatible from her perspective. She says, I don't consider Molly and Zach Whitney and luck and Abby and Mitchell super strong matches, but the bar is low at the moment, so they're on top for now. Right. Okay. I mean, I think you're probably right. And like I said, my guess was against my better judgment, but I'm manifesting. And finally, how long do we give Sammy and Jess? I will go first. I'm going to say that them winning the show actually will prolong their relationship because I think that they will have more money to make as a couple than they will apart versus if they had been runners up or placed any other place.
2: I'm going to give them five months. Okay. I give them three months. (laughs) I just don't see that working out. At Me all. Me neither. At all. Like, Me neither. But
3: I feel like they're going to have to
2: stay together for a little while. How long did Ron and Lana last? Five uh, months? Yeah, something three like months? that. Three months? Yeah, I stand by my three months. Gabe, what about you?
1: First of all, are we sure they're still together?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: We'll, we'll um, go watch the reunion and find out. We are yeah. sure, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy posted a picture or Jess Pick posted a picture of Sammy and her dad today.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm also three months.
2: Nice. The two men. I think they just, yeah,
1: they stick together as long as there are media appearances that require both of them, basically. Agreed.
2: Agreed. With that, that brings us to the end of our episode and the end of season 10 of Love Island. Until
3: the reunion. Until the reunion. We will be back (laughs) next Monday to go over the reunion and some other things as well. We thank you all for sticking out this season with us and we personally apologize that it ended this way. We should have moved to the UK to vote for Whitney and Locken. Yes. I am sorry. We let you down.
1: Best of luck, Jess and Sammy. (laughs) We're not rooting for you, but hopefully you make it.
3: (laughs) And again, if you want to come on the podcast, you're welcome. We'll make it as safe of a space as possible.
2: Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in chat with
3: you next week bye. Bye. bye thank you so much for listening please follow us at she's got the chat on instagram and tiktok rate and review us on spotify or apple podcasts can't wait to chat next week